What's going on? Yeah, it's going, man. About time we got this thing going. I know, man. We've been uh, we've been talking for a while, and then things got a little bit crazy, and it was uh, with the whole Corona thing. The kids were home from school, so I kind of took a break from from podcasting because I tried it once, and the kids were just running around and screaming yeah. and stuff. So. <laughs> hey, man, it sounds like we got the same problem. <laughs> oh man. So I'm finally getting back getting back into it, man. Uh, well, that sounds good, yeah. man. How's Japan doing? It's good. It's good. Um, you know, w- w- during the whole, uh, like, the origin of COVID and stuff, nothing really changed here until, like, uh, April, May. Shut down for two months, no school, no gyms. Shopping centers shut down for, like, two weeks. And after that, June 1st, kids are back in school. Gyms are open full-time. Everything's pretty much Everything's back. Everything's going good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, our numbers have been spiking, um, but... The government's like, I mean, what are we going to do? You know, we still got to keep the economy open. And right. uh, we're in emergency. They, they call it emergency uh, status right now. But the only thing that they're really doing is uh, r- restaurants have to close by 8 p.m. Wow. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so you just can't eat after 8 p.m., man. It sounds like it's not after, for everybody. Yeah. Yep. That's actually a good diet. That's why everybody stays so healthy. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish they had that over here. Yeah, no doubt. Night stops be killing us. <laughs> oh, where, where are you at now? I'm in California, Buena Park. Actually. Cal- oh, okay. All yeah, right. everything's yeah, uh, like ghost town over there, right? No, actually, you know, with everybody leaving that uh, <laughs> they're reporting, there's still a lot of people here. So I don't know what they're yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But gyms are closed down, or are they open, or how's that? Uh, well, gyms, they're they're. It depends. I actually got my own home gym at the house, so like and it's everything I need, and so yeah. I haven't been to the gym since in like about three months. Mm. But I've been to the gym, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tried that whole gym thing, man, and even even when I was back in the states, I don't know. I just I can't do it. I don't know why. Really, you like home home gyms? No, and I I can't I can't do home gyms. Really? Yeah, I just you're a freak of nature, I, man. You just go to nature or what? No, I, I got to go to a gym. I got to be in oh. an actual gym. Like, I, I like I'll, I'll go hiking and do some push-ups and pull-ups and stuff. But I don't know. Just uh, I got to be in a gym. I think just yeah. you know the, the surrounding in there, and I know I'm in there. I, you got to get it done. If I'm in nature, okay. I sit down, take a break. What made you want to? What, what, what gave you the hunger to get in a gym all the time? Because me it was football. Yeah, that's true. Uh, for me, it was uh, five older brothers. They were always working out. They played football, wrestling, all that stuff. So um, that's kind of where I got it from. I just saw them always working out. Your, bro- your older brothers? Yeah, I got five older brothers. So. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Are you the youngest? I'm the youngest, man. I'm the baby. <laughs> so you was twelve or what? Hey, I don't think so. But if you ask them, they might uh, they might have a different story. But yeah, Damn, I was five, I was spoiled. Testosterone in one building, bro. Six, six kids. I'm number six. Yeah, so six of you guys. Six of us, man. One house. Yeah. I can see why you want to work in a gym. You can't be by yourself too long, man. No, no, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking around to see if I'm alone. I feel a little, uh, (laughs) (laughs) a little nervous right now. (laughs) That's funny, buddy. Yeah. What's your, what's your brother's names? Are you the only one with the cool name? (laughs) Well, my, my real name is Honorato. Which is honorata. 
Yeah, in Spanish, honorato. In English, it would be uh, honorado. So it's honor and then the A-T-O at the end of it. But growing up, it was hard for people to say that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, kinda... are you uh? So you're are you Filipino? Nah, Mexican man. Damn, you could have gone for Samoan, Mexican, shit, a lot of things. There Asian you go. Shit. I, I could have checked all the boxes and everything. <laughs> yeah, my oldest brother's name's Israel, and then Federico, but we call Federico. him Fred. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. And then Al, yeah, Aldomaro. And we call him Morrow. <laughs> hey, your parents were clever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they must have took all nine months to figure out each name. Hey, each one, yeah, I think so. I think so. And then Gabriel and then Jose. They must have got bored with Jose. It's like, it's Jose. <laughs> like, uh, Jose or something. They Jose, whatever it is. And, uh, but his middle name, but he's the only one with a middle name. Jose, Jose Lionel. So, okay, okay, so they hooked him yeah, up. They hooked him up at the end there. I think uh, they had to go just conventional Mexican name and give him a Jose. And then I was the last one, so. That's funny, what about bro. you, man? You got, a, you got kind of a big family too, right? Yeah, it's nine of us. Nine, jeez. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of kids. What's the ratio, boys to girls? So there's four boys, four girls. Four boys, four girls. Yeah, and then I'm the fifth I'm boy. not the best at math, but, oh, okay, I was going to say. I'm the fifth boy. I'm so I, I go by <laughs> four brothers, four sisters, and I'm the fifth one. Okay. But uh, I'm uh, uh, number six in line. Number six? Yeah. How was that? How was that being number six? You're like. Are you number six? I'm number six, but I'm line? the last one. Hey, man, we got that going. <laughs> no, go. see, look, I got older sisters, and they uh, changed up the game for me. Yeah. You know, and I got two younger sisters, so it's kind of like, yeah, and, and then my older brother, the one older than me, he's gay, so it's like, we get yeah. all, and then the one younger than me, he's a troublemaker. <laughs> he's a troublemaker. So, like, so we got, like, <laughs> categories for each brother and sister. <laughs> so the older brother, he's, like, the lion, he's the shoulder, the head of the shoulder. Yeah. Richard, he's, he's, the, uh, he's, he's the best guitar player I've ever heard. Oh, wow. Like, no, but he doesn't, he doesn't like playing guitar, because he, he, his dream of being a guitarist, he, he he let it go for something else. Oh man! Yeah, man. So, but he's like when he plays the guitar, it's like magic to my ears. I don't know how he's so oh, good, oh. but hadn't That's developed. Awesome. Yeah, more than he should have been. But yeah, it's Richard, and then the um, Salofa is the other one, and she's she's the ratchet one. She's the loud mm. one. So mm. she's the one that doesn't isn't afraid to be super hyper energetic. I love her energy. Yeah. And then there's the uh, my sister Salome. She's the She's she's named after my mom, yeah. but she's a second girl, which is kind of cool because she's like my second mom. She's I she's like mom, yeah. my second mom to me. So that's my, and she's only three years older than me, which is funny. She just mm. has a you know big heart and uh, my like I said, my older brother. He's the rainbow sheep of the family. He's the yeah. game one, and yeah. I, he brings he brings a little spunk to the family vibe, and I, <laughs> I love that about him. Um, my little brother, my little brother, he's thug. Everybody's known him to be the one to run the streets. <laughs> <laughs> always yeah. gotta have one of those. You always have one. You know, he's the gangbanger. He's the one. So you know, we kind of we kind of vibe out more often than not because I, I kind of understand him a little bit better than most. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then my little sister Celeste, she's again, she's one of the ones that at first you didn't think you didn't know if she's gonna be trouble, but then she mm -hmm. kind of pillared out when she had three boys. So she had three yeah. boys and. 
it kind of you know mellowed her out and she's she's yeah. doing great for herself and then uh then my little baby the baby sister she got two of the spoiled ones so that's why i was that ass sick man oh, yeah. the younger one she was spoiled spoiled yeah yeah so yeah i guess uh i guess now that i'm thinking about it i was pretty spoiled i didn't i didn't realize <laughs> it at the time now you're coming now i'm like yeah Take i had it pretty box. easy yeah you know and, and my family I should have known my mom bought me a full McDonald's meal and gave him just a happy meal. <laughs> you got was, the number one, was, everybody got a happy meal. Everyone had to share too. I was the only one that got the full set by myself. <laughs> oh man. That was my little sister. That's yeah. why that, that's why I always say that. Because she always got the full meal and we always got the happy meal. What the yeah. heck? You know, but one thing, especially now thinking about it, one of the the things that my brothers grew up because my family came from Mexico. I mean, we did the whole like coming across the border illegally, all that stuff. Well, I mean, we're we're first generation to live in the U.S., but we were all born in Mexico. Damn, so you migrated? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, my parents my parents saved up money. Like my dad would come across by himself, work, save up money, go back, and wow. then do it again until so he had enough money and. What he, I think, I think we're okay to talk about this. Immigration is not going to get us now. We're U.S. citizens now, so we're good. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good now. So, so my dad went back and uh, saved up enough money, and he brought five of the brothers together from ten to I think three was the age range, and they they crossed the border together. Um, my brothers say they remember like carrying bread in their pockets, and that's no what they would way. eat. Yeah, and like like helicopters flying over, and they would have branches to erase their their footprints and stuff in the in the dirt, and hiding in the Ew, bushes. Bro, I got chills yeah. right now. Yeah, you know, and I came across I came across the border with somebody else with a fake passport, like another ba- another baby's oh, passport. Wait. How old were you, bro? One and a half. Mom. Yeah, and then you know, so they went, and then they met. They met on the other side, and then my parents picked me up, and time to get to work. I'm so yeah, I'm so I'm so proud of y'all, man, for real. Yeah, yeah, Dude, thanks, that, man. I mean, that that's a journey, bro. And you know, your mom it and is. dad, that's like life and death, right there. You know, it is. How it many is. people are willing to do life and death to make sure that their kids have a better future? Yeah, that's yeah. why I respect it so much, man. Anyone who crosses the border, I'm like, yo, I respect them so much. Yeah, so much. You know, for us, it's like we respect what they did and we want to honor them by accepting the challenge of coming to a new country, kind of uninvited, but becoming productive members of society, you know, giving back to the communities, not not trying to bring over what we left behind. You know, it's it's a new beginning. So that's one thing that people that that want to come to America to work and stuff like that. That's what you got to do. You know, you got to follow the laws and. Do stay out of trouble. I mean, I remember when we were little, my parents would go to the grocery store because we had to be we had to be illegal and working for X amount of years. I think it was like eight years before my parents could apply. Yeah, my mom, she has a green card right now. So she's in the process of getting citizenship. So I'm well aware of this because I'm a U.S. national. Okay. Where, Where were you born? I was born in American Samoa. So half of my brothers and sisters in American Samoa and half of us were in California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was the thing about my uh, our upbringing is that we were always constantly commuting back and forth from American Samoa to, uh, to California. But what sucks mm-hmm. is about 
being an American Samoan citizen is you're a U.S. Mm -hmm. national. And I didn't mm -hmm. know this about myself and what U.S. national was different between U.S. national and U.S. citizen is yeah. U.S. national. I found this out when uh, my wife, uh, so she's a New Zealand citizen. Okay. Uh, my, my daughter's mom, who had passed, uh, she was yes. a New Zealand citizen and yeah. she came over here on a, a, not a work visa, school visa to do high finish out high school. And then she went okay. back to New Zealand because it was end of her visa. And then when she came out here to visit, I actually ended up proposing to her in 2010, mm -hmm. found out that when I got the marriage certificate and said I was used national, it stated that uh, I wasn't able to vote. So I didn't know that at first. And mm -hmm. then uh, it makes it very hard for you to make someone a U.S. citizen because you have to get citizenship first. Oh, yeah. 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 So that I have to get citizenship sense. first before I can have someone else become a citizen. So it was just two things. And... My wife never got to work work because, you know, she'd have to work under the table and stuff like yeah, that. So it was very hard yeah. for her to do that. And it was very, and you know, I was doing football at the time. So I would be yeah. on and it was hard. Dang, man. That's a, that's a lot of things that people don't, don't think about, you know, or even realize what people's struggle is, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, that's crazy. Uh, mentioned something. I, I wanted to this to be more than uh as long as you wanted it to be but my, my i'm actually in my sister's room because my room is okay. right now and she, okay. she has a business meeting at, in 45 minutes so it's 45 it's like minutes you can knock out as many questions you want i'll try to get them going but all right you actually probably getting me in on camera bro. yeah there we go so we got about 45 minutes so let's get to you know i, I saw you on the titan games yeah all right like, it was good Man, it was good, and uh, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it together here because I, I mentioned to you before, you know, I have lupus myself, and at 16 I'm years so for me, that, man. oh, man, uh, hey, you I'm know, proud of you, bro. yeah, you know, lupus has, uh, it's kind of a love-hate relationship because it's changed my life in so many ways, it's made me appreciate life, it's made me become a better person. Um, so that's kind of the, the love that I have with it, that if it wasn't for that, man, I was in LA in the nightclubs and drinking and, you know, all that stuff, never got into drugs or anything, but I was, I was living a wild life and lupus kind of, you know, steered me back to, to, to my faith and to being a better person. So when I saw you on the Titan games, at first I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they were talking about your wife. And, uh, and then when it said, you know, that it was from lupus and I was watching it with my wife and my my 10 year old and i i got up and i had to go like in the kitchen pretend like i was drinking water and man i could not stop crying i just i had just tears in my eyes and like from that moment i was just just cheering for you and oh. i didn't care i didn't care if you won or if you lost I, of course i wanted you to win but just kind of having that connection with you and watching you talk about her and seeing you know, the, the pictures and the videos they were showing, man. I just, that's why I reached out to you, like, right away. I was like, man. Yeah, man. I love you, bro. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Honestly, that makes yeah. me emotional. Yeah. That's why I do uh, it. For yeah. fucking guys like you, bro. Yeah. That's why I did that show. Yeah. I was not going to share my story at all because yeah. I was just so, it, it's an emotional story for me. And I, I don't know yeah. how I, I got through those recordings the way mm -hmm. I did. Because mm -hmm. after work, I was just like you in that kitchen, bro. Mm -hmm. Just like you. And I just wanted to yeah. win so bad. I wanted to win so bad. For, but, you know, things happen for a reason. Yes. And uh, yeah. we just got to keep moving forward, you know. Yeah. You know, I actually went back and watched that clip this morning just to kind of 
to get it out because I, I knew if I didn't watch it and I didn't get that <laughs> memory back. Hey, man, you're so dope, I watched man. it. <laughs> I watched it twice this morning <laughs> and, uh, you know, cleared out my eyes. And I was like, All right, man, we're, we're ready to go. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Honor that. That's yeah. so awesome, bro. You are one of the, uh, if there's anyone I want to be on the podcast, it's you, bro. That's hey, awesome. Well, if there's anybody I wanted to have on, right back at you, man. That's you. <laughs> it, and, man. you know, and of course, like I said, I wanted you to win. But when you lost, that kind of hit home too. Like we can't always win. You know, yeah. the, the superhero story is not always going to be a happy ending. You know what I mean? And the way you handled the loss, I think that for people like me also gives us a perspective that we can't always win, but when we lose, we got to keep our head high and keep going and move on to the next stage. So there you go. I, I know you're doing that, bro. You, man. Trying, man. You know, my Mount Olympus was actually named Mount Olympus. You're still mm-hmm. fighting your Mount Olympus with lupus, bro. Yeah. And that's yeah. me. Just, you're a titan in, in, on your own, yeah. bro. Yeah, How I long appreciate you it, man. For, bro? 16 years. You're a fucking 16-year titan. I'm sorry I'm fussy, but years. damn, bro. Hey, it's, so man. it's good. It's an yeah. emotional thing for me to, yeah. to feel your energy, bro. And to me, yeah. you're 16 years of fighting. Yeah. Bro, That's that, to me, it beats my story. Yeah. It, it, you know, sometimes, like, like I almost lost my battle three different times. You know, the, the last one, I was in the hospital for two months. Man, the doctor the doctor just straight up looked at me and said, I'm sorry, but you're not going to make it past No tonight. way. Yeah. And, I, you know. I hate that so much. Yeah. But, he, you know, he was he was trying to be, because I, I was, I mean, I was just, just bam. I got lost so much weight. I don't even know how to explain it. I had, I had a bone marrow checked twice within three days because they thought my blood cells were eating each other. No way. Yeah, that's some painful bone stuff. Marrow twice in three days. Twice in three days, man. One bone marrow. That shit. Yeah, it does. I remember. All I remember is they put towels in my mouth and tied my hands down to the bed like this, and I, and they couldn't put any really like anesthesia because I was so weak. Can you see me good? I can see you, but I'm okay. like, I'm I'm appalled. Yeah, and uh, you're a beast. They couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't really put any anesthesia because if I went under or they couldn't even put me under because they were afraid I wouldn't come back because I was so weak already. So I just remember the doctor like stabbing my back. And I just remember biting on that towel and just like, like, like my body just lost all energy, man. And uh, yeah. And the doctor told me, he's like, you're not going to, I'm sorry, but you're not going to make it past, past tonight. We've tried everything. Uh, we got one last medication that we can try if it doesn't work. And my son was uh, four months old, man. So I had my Bible in my hand. Ah. I just grabbed the doctor's shoulder. I grabbed the doctor's shoulder with my Bible in my hand, and I told him, "Don't worry, I'm gonna be okay." Yeah. Ooh, bro, that's emotional, bro. Yeah, man. You had that conversation. That's yeah. Hi, Elise. That's my daughter, at least she's trying oh. to give me some strawberries. At least say hi to Honor. <laughs> Uncle Honor over here doing a podcast. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know what he has? What mommy has, lupus. 16 years he's had it. Isn't yeah. that crazy? 16 years. He's a titan. What is he? Beast. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'll see you later. Ooh, thank you. Get, get some strawberries. Yeah, man. She's a crazy one, but you know, uh, I'm awesome guy. 
Yeah, man. And you know what, bro? Just, that's crazy, man. That I, I don't I can never imagine myself having that conversation with a kid. Yeah. Especially my kid. I cannot have yeah. it with any kid, let alone yeah. my kid. I can yeah. never imagine it. And you had that. You know, and and but this is not about about me, man. I, I kind of turned it too much into into my story. That's this fine, is, bro. This it is you know you're what, a what you, tight, bro. Yeah, but you know this is what you you've been through and and your daughter what she's been through and will continue to go through. You know that's something that she's gonna have to live with. And how, how's how's that been raising her? Just you, you know just you and her and with everything that happened. Um, you know it's bittersweet because mm. she looks like me and her mom. You know, mm. and it's a reminder. It's a it's a bittersweet reminder that even though her mom is gone, she has something of her physical year. Mm. And to me, I have to keep that even more precious now. You know, because before it was just like, okay, I got two of them. Great. Now at least one of them can understand and witness how crazy her mom is. But mm. <laughs> you know, the, the good crazy, yeah. But now it's just one. It's just half of her. So and to me. Yeah. I try not to think, I, I try to tell my daughter every day or when she's missing her mom that mm. I know her mom like the back of my hand. Mm. So anything that she, her mom would give advice on her about, I would probably give the same advice. Mm. So she just got to trust that her mom is still here through me, through mm. her, through everybody who's came in contact with her that knows her, yeah. will tell stories of her. And so she's not gone, actually. I, I yeah. feel like she's always around, you know, someone's mm. always having a conversation about Issa, her mom. Mm. And mm. that's that's what keeps me going, you know, is that her her, her legacy, her name, her memory is going to be lived through her. Yes, yes. And that's, that's just, as, as, just as important as, you know, having those conversations. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and I, I saw you posted something <laughs> on Instagram. It was, uh, let me look it up here. I don't want to read it without uh, just going off the top of my head. I should actually ask you what I should prepare for, man. I'm just coming in with no notes, nothing. This is all I got right here. I just got it written down right here. Titan Games, uh, NFL, and, of course, your journey of, uh, of you know, lupus with your wife and, and things like that says, long after I'm gone, I just want to be remembered, right? Yeah. That's what that's what uh, Isa said. Yeah. And that's something that we're gonna do, man. I, I I will I will stand with you, and I will do whatever I can to make sure that her journey and her battle will never be forgotten, man. I have a, a, a lupus community. It's got a, it's only got about 10k right now followers, and I want to share wow, her story. Yeah. If if you don't mind, man, I would love to share her story your story and for your daughter's future to make sure that she always knows what a warrior her mother was. Let me tell you right now, I'll always share your story, bro. You are a warrior. Right. And anyone that comes around, I, like I have the lupus ribbon on my back with the tattoo of mine because oh, being a, being aware is what is the key to everything. Yeah. You know, if you're aware of all the things that are telling you, Hey, you got to fix this. You got to fix that. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to be disciplined in this. You got to be disciplined mm. in that. You just gotta do it, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta figure out the information you need to make sure that you're good. Mm -hmm. That lupus of yours, how are you, how are you doing with it, man? Because I, I did look up some things. What, what are you taking, or how's your daily? I still take, I take about twelve pills per day plus a Benalista injection once a week. So, 
if if I miss if I miss a dose, if I miss like two days of my medication, my hands just kind of curl up and I can't even open a bottle of water, man. So so I know lupus is a uh, autoimmune disease that is attacking yeah. your major organs. Which one yeah. is it attacking in yours? Well, for me, mostly it's been my kidney. Uh, but I had one time where it attacked my lungs, like my heart and my lungs, the valve between was was uh, getting really swollen. So I would wake up at night and like <sighs> kind of I couldn't breathe and, and I didn't go to the doctor right away. And when I went to the doctor, they were like, yeah, your, your valve connecting it to is pretty much almost swollen shut. We need to put you on a bunch of medications right away. Wow. And then another time it, uh, it most of the time it's just been my kidneys, though. So my heart, my lungs. Have you been on dialysis? No. Um, no, I haven't oh. done dialysis. Yeah, that's good. That means you're you're taking care of yourself in a in a, to a point where your kidneys are functioning semi-normal. You know? Yeah, yeah. Have you looked yeah. into Eastern medicine? What uh, what's Eastern medicine like? What like uh, natural remedies? You know, I I did. Um, I even went about 10, 11 months without any medications, and it was great. But what happened to me was when my lupus came back, it took so long for the medication to actually start working that my body got really weak while I was waiting for the medications to kick in. And I think all that stuff works, but if it comes back, because, you know, like with lupus, it just can suddenly attack. And right. if, if you don't have that strong medication in your body ready to, to defend you and, and kind of fight with you, you, you got you to gotta wait it out until it your body starts processing all that. And what happened to me was when it came back, it attacked so hard that, you know, I almost, I almost didn't make it because I had to wait. So it's, it's, it's just oh, a real. That's a lot of pills that your body is, your body yeah. is taking. It's a yeah. lot of pills. Yeah. So I, I mean, the thing about uh, losing my wife to lupus is yeah. I became infatuated with information. Mm. Sure. I found every book, video I could on lupus, on on being a single parent, on being, uh, you know, I became infatuated with information because I just realized it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one instead of a two-on-one -on -one with my daughter, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I need to find every information I can on how, explain to her, explain to her how it is to not have her mommy around anymore because she didn't know, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then when other kids are saying, hi, mommy, she's like, where's my mommy? You know, it's like a lot of those questions that... I had to deal with, and uh, and you know what? Even lupus, uh, dealing with lupus and knowing what it was, she asked me what what is lupus when I, I said because uh, I don't I don't like my daughter ever, right? No. Um, I and, you know we we want to twist the truth, but for me, no, I'm straight up. No. Like, she's yeah. She needs that from me, and um, yeah. I you know I explained to her how, she knows what death is. She knows yeah. Uh, how, you know the the process uh, to coping, and mm. she's very smart for her. She's seven years old. She has mm. a strong head on her shoulders. I'm very proud of that. But uh, yeah, it took me to really understand um, you know everything that's happened to get me here. You know, mm. and it was not being aware, not being aware mm. of a good diet for her, uh, yes. for her mom. Uh, you know, an alkaline level body is the best mm. way to go. You know, mm. her immune system. So this is a story of uh, this is pretty much my story in a nutshell. Uh, Perfect. And, and uh, so on, on my daughter's first birthday, uh, she we had uh, a beach party and we mm. went and did a beach thing. And then she ended up going to the hospital that same night because she had what's called a butterfly effect. And in mm. lupin, if yeah. you stay out too, too long in the sun, you get the sunburn. It's called a butterfly mm. effect. It's it really cheeks yep. get really pink and things like that. 
And uh, we took her to the hospital that night. Her body had shut down on her. She had rheumatoid arthritis. She was tested positive. Uh, mm. rheumatoid arthritis and she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis mm. so she had she had that going for early on but we didn't know it was a sign of lupus until the birthday mm. and she had the uh, she had the sunburn um, so we went to the hospital she said yes she's her, her body was aching because of the rheumatoid arthritis but she was also you know hurting her body was shutting down for the lupus and uh, mm. it was her kidneys it was her kidneys that were shutting down it was attacking her lungs. It was attacking her kidneys. And her kidneys, she had to get dialysis. She was getting very, uh, like, a lot of water in her. So she was getting puffed up a lot. She just had, like, mm. really uh, puffy face because of all the water and liquid she was taking in. And I, I was taking note of all of it. And I was being aware of what she was going through. But I wasn't being aware of what was needed to help her in that situation. Mm. Like, a great mm. diet. Like, you know, what's crazy is we go to the hospital all the time. And when they... Most doctors will put us on a diet, and mm. I was just not as aware as I should have been because I had football. I had, and that to me is an excuse. And mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't take anything other than that. Football is an excuse uh, for why I was negligent, and I put it on me because, you know, being a when you say your I do's and you uh, you give those vows, I I do what I say, you know. Yeah. And uh, she's my better half. I, I wanted to take care of her, and I failed, you know. And that's how I look at it. I failed. I, I wasn't, you know, I'm, we got to be a team here. Yeah. And if the coach sees the players struggling, the coach has to make the call. Mm. And, or vice versa. If the player feels like he can't keep up with it and feel like you got to trust in the coach, then you, mm. you got to trust the coach. And what the thing is, I trusted her too much because she's, she's a fighter. My, yeah. my daughter's mom, Issa, was a fighter. I, I'd never seen her mm. lose. And she was scrappy, too. Like, she, I actually seen mm. her fist fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about her. She's a fighter, man. And uh, yeah. I've never seen her lose a battle. The mm. only thing I saw her lose a fight to was lupus. And she didn't, win, she didn't, lose, a fight, uh, she didn't lose a fight to it. She, uh, she conquered it the way she wanted to. And yeah. uh, that's the way I got to look at it because things, you know, life goes on. But my daughter, I know mm. one thing is if it is hereditary, I mm. know what to do. That mm. is number one. Like um, mm. one thing I know about lupus, I, I've researched a lot of things. And one thing that my people have uh, cultivated in our islands for over thousands of years was a thing called uh, Tahitian noni. It's a noni plant. Mm. Look it up, brother. What's it called? What's it called again? It's called noni. So noni. it, it okay. comes from volcanic ash, and it grows from volcanic ash, and you only find it in the islands. And uh, mm. it's called Tahitian noni. It looks like wine, tastes like wine, but it's not wine. What it is in there, it, it's it's a, it's a it looked like a alien potato. And I found this out because my brother was actually, it was, it's a network marketing mm. uh, company. I don't do it anymore. I did it when my wife was there and uh, it was actually helping her doing her lupus. But the thing about mm. the, the product is it was so expensive at the time. It's not anymore. Mm. At the time, mm. it was very expensive. It was like $500 for four cases of the bottle. So it was like, mm. it was too much for us. Uh, you know, I'm working off a of stipend, football yeah. and things like that, which is sad to say, cause like, you know, money, if that's yeah. what it takes to make someone's life live longer, mm. we kind of have to figure out something else, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And just having money be the reason why people don't stay on this earth. Um, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she, so it was, uh, it worked for her, and but she only took it when it was really bad. Um, mm. But but it was, it got to a point where it was, uh, you know, it, so this was, she was taking this Noni in and out of uh, college years, and then when we didn't have enough money for it, we just forgot about Noni altogether. It was mm -hmm. like 
we just were like, you know what, we just need to like trust the doctors. The medicine they're gonna give you is what you need. And uh, so what happened was in Colorado, they had to do a, a, a emergency uh, a surgery on her, mm. but legally they couldn't do it in the states because she wasn't a citizen. Legally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, we were in Colorado and I was like, there's an emergency surgery she needs. They need to do it within two weeks or whatever. It was like two or one or two weeks. It was very fast, but they needed to do the surgery. And we, but we can't do it. Legally, we can't. So she, I was like, legally, you can't save someone's life. Mm. That to me is ridiculous. Mm. That to me is like legally, because there's laws that state you can't save someone's life when they're in danger. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But so yeah. we, so we got our church at the time was a, a Mormon church. Uh, mm. We were, I, I, I was, I was affiliated with the Mormon church and I was Mormon and I love Mormons and uh, we, you know, they're, they're great people. I love them, but you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm separated from the church, but anyway, long yeah. story short. Yeah. She, uh, she went into the, uh, the church helped us out, get her and my daughter tickets and passports to New Zealand within that two week frame. So, wow. so they, they helped us out a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Ruth, what's her name? She was uh, one of the sisters in, in, in the church and I always, thankful for her and her husband for helping us out because he was a doctor and he was telling yeah. us you know in layman's terms what their doctors yeah. were saying but we kind of understood it way better than we were supposed to mm -hmm. and it was just a lot of mumbo jumbo about her life and uh, i didn't i just didn't like that you know mm -hmm. it takes forever You're like make it sound simple to people who need to make it sound simple <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. come on now we're not all graduates of master's degree <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like dude i got my ba's that's all i needed anyway. <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, so, so we got her and my my daughter passed away. It was a crazy week. Uh, we were flying in from De to Denver and Fort Collins all the time. I mean, driving and then to get everything. Got them. So she almost didn't make it to New Zealand. Like they said that she was very low on her blood and everything like that. Her kidneys were very low. She, but they got her there. She had the surgery. It was like for her kidneys. So she had that do dialysis um, like every three days or four days of a week. And this so this was a like crazy. I was getting ready for the NFL. Didn't all this happened between August, September, October, November, December, and then January is when when she left. She so we went through all the holidays in the hospital, and her birthday was January 9th. January tenth, one day yeah. apart. Wow! 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 wow. Capricorns yeah. are dope. You guys, yeah. are, <laughs> you guys are busy people. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so she was, uh, January 9th was her birthday, and uh, we spent that in the hospital. So it was like all these crazy holidays that we love, just mm -hmm. kind of like, I didn't like them anymore. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, man, it's, I didn't want, expect this to, for her to go through this. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, even that is not the right mindset to have, you know, it's just, but um, so we, so she got to New Zealand. And then so she had to be there. That was just a quick move in January. And. Uh, the pro day was, I think, I don't know, it was April or May. I forget which uh, which month mm -hmm. it was. And I just said, I'm just going to sit on pro day. I'm not going to touch it until, because um, we had a, a rental lease, mm -hmm. uh, the apartment, or uh, it was a townhouse, and uh, it was due in May. So it was, mm -hmm. so I was thinking, maybe I should, in the time frame, you know, build my body, get ready for the NFL, or worst case scenario, if something, uh, you know, if things aren't looking good for my wife, I'll just move mm -hmm. to New Zealand. I'll pack up everything because I had yeah. all the whole house. Colorado, I had the whole house because they had mm -hmm. to leave within two weeks, so they didn't really have anything to pack. I had the whole house to move. Yeah. So, uh, 
by myself and I had I was lucky I had roommates and a couple friends and old teammates that helped me out and my brother but it was and my family so my family came clutch and helping me move the house within that time frame from uh January to May mm-hmm. and get rid of all of my stuff my all, yeah. all that stuff because I knew I wasn't gonna go to the NFL I was like nah uh fame and money is not as important as uh you know uh my wife and my daughter so yeah. I said to myself I'm done with football I'm gonna and that was a big like I love football. Yeah. I get more from talking about because that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I, I I sacrificed a lot for it. Um, but you know it was good sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a football player. I always wanted wanted to be a football player. That's why I was yeah. so get, thankful for Titan Games because it was like a little shot that I had, a little yeah. feeling of what it's like being in that stadium. Yeah. And so, um, um, when my when I got there to in May. Um, three days later, so I only had three days with her. Three days later, she went into coma. Mm. And uh, she went into coma because she got uh, pneumonia in her lung during, uh, during the time she was coming to get me and prepping for me. She was going out and about. And when you're out and about with lupus and you got a yeah. slow immune system, anything, yeah. it's like COVID with someone yeah. who has a bad diet, you know, yeah. with bad yeah. habits. Like, it's the same thing. You're bound to get sick or bound to get something that's going to cause something. She caught pneumonia. I'm okay, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm gonna go sit down. I'm gonna hang out. Um, I had pneumonia. I mean, she had pneumonia, and then she, so she went in the hospital, and she was in a, a a week coma. And in this week, I would say was the worst time of my life because uh, the doc. It was like I was in a movie where the we, where the people were sitting in the waiting room waiting for the doctor to come out and give good news. And every time he came out, it was always bad news. Yeah. It was always like. Like, man, she's got a 50% chance of making it. 50% chance? You mean if I flip the coin and my wife, and I hit the wrong t- uh, side, I, my wife could die? Yeah. So I was researching, I'm not kidding you, Honor. I was researching so much in that week. Mm-hmm. My mind, everything, I, I, I lost every sleep I could. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was yeah. so, I was so focused on finding the cure. And then I found, I was like, oh, we got to get lonely. We got to get everything going. So, I, you know, I get emotional because it's like, it's my story, you know. It's like, it happened to me. And uh, so I don't, I don't ever fight these tears. Anyone seen me yeah. cry and emotional, it's, it's part of life. It uh, is. We got to face death someday. And I had to yeah. face it at 25, 24. It's okay, baby. I'm okay. I'm all right. You know I'm all right. I'm all right. Man, let me get this. Let me get this interview out the way. <laughs> uh, but, huh? I know. I know when. I can tell when you're crying. I know. I know. But let, let me let me get this, okay? Um, but uh, yeah, man, it was it was it was a it was. I didn't get no sleep. I only think I got like three hours of sleep in that one week. Honestly, honestly yeah. I, I believe honest, it. I believe it. I only think I had like three hours of sleep. I was very gung-ho on focus i had an argument with the doctor because he i was trying to have noni so uh they were giving her this protein shake it's pretty mm-hmm. much a protein shake uh when i read the so so the doctor every doctor this is universal every doctor when you go in a coma they're required to put you on this uh nutritional thing to hang up on your id okay and that nutritional thing, when I looked it up, the mortality rate for that was 56% of people in a coma. The mortality rate for people on that shake. And I read the nutritional label. It's like reading, uh, what's that protein shake? Uh, muscle milk. That's how, that's, 
that's how much I know what to put in my body. I read the nutritional labels on muscle yeah. milk. And I looked at yeah. that and I was like, yeah, this is like a muscle milk protein shake that they're giving her. So mm. what happened was when she was in the coma, she was they were feeding the, the protein shake into her mouth. Mm. And her body was swelling up. It was getting a lot of liquids in it. And I was mm. like, I'm not no idiot when it comes to proteins. When you put a lot of bad stuff in someone's body mm. and the body's not taking it in, it's and it's making her blow up. It's getting yeah. water weight on her. That's saying, like, uh, physically, yeah, the body doesn't need it. In well, fact, the kidneys are probably it, rejecting it, right? Yes, the kidneys were rejecting it. Yeah. And but kidneys are not stupid. Your body's not stupid yeah. because you're, you're you have auto antibodies for a reason. It's gonna fight mm -hmm. off. It's got it's gotta fight off the disease because you wouldn't be living for sixteen years, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. something's fighting something off. Even yeah. though the antibodies are tricked to believing that something's wrong with the body and starts attacking the body, there's still antibodies that are attacking those antibodies. That's what lupus mm. is. It's your antibodies yeah. thinking that there's something wrong with the system. Yeah. And it starts attacking layman terms, you know. Mm. Um, but yes, I uh, I read the nutritional labels. I talked to the doctor. I said, hey, I want to make sure my my wife, because they took the tube out of her mouth and put it directly into her stomach. Ooh. So it's like saying, giving a kid candy and her teeth are rotting out. And so instead of putting it through her mouth because her teeth are hurting, you're gonna put it straight into her stomach. Yeah. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. Like her body, her body's not taking it in. You're telling me she has a 50% chance of surviving. What are you mm -hmm. giving her? What mm -hmm. is it that you're giving her? Well, you're giving her a shake that's 56% chance of someone dying if they go into coma. Yeah. And I told them, can I at least act as my wife and say, hey, can she take this instead? And he says, well, I don't know how the laws are because you're, you know, she's technically in a coma and I didn't know how New Zealand laws work. I didn't have mm. a, you know, a law attorney or whatever that is yeah. that we have here uh, in New Zealand or how that works. So they were like, if you can show me evidence that this oh, can power of attorney. Yeah. Power of attorney. Yeah. Uh, power of attorney. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, the doctor said, I asked the doctor, I recommended it and he looked it up and he's like, he said, okay, well, um, we got to figure out, make sure that, that her kidneys are, are uh, that this doesn't hurt her kidneys. Uh, mm -hmm. Like it has to be medically and scientifically proven with yeah. that, that this can help and it doesn't hurt. And I was like, sir, I know my wife. I know that this helps her. I know that this will give her the nutrition because it has before. Her body has had mm -hmm. it before. Her, her body's never had this, this shape. So if I know, if I'm going to go with one of the two, and I know which one helped her. I'm gonna go with this one. She's in a she's in a coma. She has 50% chance of surviving. Her death will be on my hands, not yours. Mm. Mine, if mm. I give it to her. And I want it to be on my hands mm. because then I'll live with it. I yeah. can't live with it if you're giving it. You're gonna be the one to say whether my wife lives or not. Yeah. Then that means I gotta deal with you. Mm. So he made me do the research. I did the research. I even given him proof, and he said, I want to give it to her but I don't want it to cost my license. Those yeah. are verbatim his words, brother. And I looked at him and I said, I, I couldn't even, I, when she had passed away, he couldn't even tell me. She had to have a nurse come to talk to me. Ooh. That's why I was like, I cannot. So that's why I knew I had to find answers to lupus. So bro, get that damn bottle and start taking two ounces in the morning, two ounces at night, because I don't know what all those pills you're taking, but yeah. there's some things out there that there's there's got to be answers to any problem out there yeah. in this world. We created this world. I mean, we created the problem with the stuff that we're putting in our body. We can cure it. 
I just I just have to believe that. I just have to yeah. believe that. And I, yeah, I'll I look into it for sure. Yeah, I just I have to discipline myself into finding the answer any way I can. Reading a book because if my daughter ever gets something like lupus mm-hmm. ever again, guarantee you I will make sure she does not. She will fight like you, bro. She will fight yeah. like you to the end to yeah. the end of the world. And you keep fighting, bro. Man, that's the only thing we can do. That's the only that's thing it. we can do. You know, um, it was it was so interesting because the first time that I I got lupus and I got really sick and I almost didn't make it. <clears throat> I remember. You know, my brothers told me, I remember just laying on a couch at my parents' house because I had to go back home because I couldn't take care of myself. And my brother told me, I don't remember doing this, but my brother said that I called him and started thanking him for everything he had done for for everything he had done for me. Yeah, I'm good. So my my brother told me that I, I started calling him and telling him, like, thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you've done for me. And he knew I was sick, but he didn't know how bad it was because he was in California and I was in Washington State with my parents. Wow. And yeah, and I found a letter in my computer too that I started writing to to one of my nephews that I kind of helped raise and stuff. And I don't really remember writing any of that. I don't remember like telling him how much I loved him. I was proud of him. And wow. I just, oh, dude, it was it was so weird. And I was ready to let go. I, I prayed three nights oh. in a row. I prayed to God. I said, you know, and I'm Catholic and, and everything. And I prayed to God. I said, God, you know, I, I want to be here. But if I'm going to wake up feeling like this tomorrow, just let me go. Just just take me. I can't I can't do this anymore for three, three nights in a row. And I would wake up and I was like, OK, maybe today's going to be better. But it wasn't. And the third night. I woke up again and my one of my other brothers sent me a, a, a email and he's like, hey, um, I just feel like you need to hear this and here are some prayers about fighting and never giving up. And he, and he he wrote on there, but read them and read them out loud. If you can sit up, sit up and, and you know, use power, any power you have, read these out loud. And at first I was like, OK, whatever. And so I printed them out. You know, I went to the printer and I printed them out and I was just kind of reading them. And I didn't really feel anything. And then I remember that my brother said, like, you got to be bold when you pray this, like read them out loud. Wow. And man, I had those prayers and I started I started reading them in a louder and louder voice. And next thing I knew, I was on my feet. And I was I was just like, man, what am I doing? I can't believe I was ready to give up. And from there, I was like, whatever happens, whatever lupus throws my way, I got to keep going, man. If it's not not just for wow. me, but for anybody else out there. Fucking chills, man. Yeah. Wow, bro. You're a fucking beast. Oh, dude. So that's that's why I say it's kind of a love-hate relationship with lupus because I've been able to do a lot of things because of lupus that I wouldn't have been able to do if I never had it. You know, and I don't know what my life would have been like if I didn't get lupus. I still probably would have been in L.A., crazy, partying, all that stuff. You know, I wouldn't have had my two boys that I have. And another thing that we have in common is... I was a single father for three years, man. You know, I, different situation. I, I, I got a divorce and, you know, I got full custody of my son. So I went through that as well. Dealing with you, the, man. This, yeah. Trying to take care of my son. And, but it's, it's crazy how life throws. And, and man, one thing that you were talking about when you were talking about your wife and how you kind of feel like you didn't do your part. I don't think that's the case, man. And I know you're going to be hard on yourself because I feel I would probably be the same way if I was in your situation. But 
you know, being the fact that I, I have lupus, right? And I was married before when I was going through it and I'm married now as I'm still going through it. And I don't tell, I don't tell my wife all the time when I don't feel so good. Sometimes she'll see it and she'll ask me and I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm okay. And a lot of times we don't express it because we don't want to accept it ourselves. You right. Know, we that's, just think I'm powerful, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll sleep. I'll feel better tomorrow. And, and you had your stuff going on, which you were trying to prepare your life and your family for the future. So we have, everybody has a role to play, especially in a, in a relationship, in a marriage. So man, you gotta, you gotta let yourself know that you were doing the best you could. And the best we can do is never going to be perfect, bro. There's always going to be situations we can look back at and say, I should have done this. I should have done that. But right. the outcome could have been the same. Who knows? We don't know. Right. All you can do is, is, you know, you, you, you were there, man. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that because uh, one thing that we, you know, it, we always have to feel like, you know, keep moving on, keep moving. Yeah. There's other things you gotta, you know, live for. Um, but these, these events, man, these things, if we never had them, I always think like if my if lupus never happened to my wife, I wouldn't look at life this way. I wouldn't be talking yeah. to my daughter the way I talk to her. Where we're yeah. very, you know, and I'm I'm very, I don't know, call it the mama mentality where I'm very focused on everything that I do. Um, mm. But I just I just be I just realized when I lost my wife how much time means to me. Yes. And time is the one thing we. Time is the one thing no one can get back, no matter the money, no matter that. Mm -hmm. So why not utilize everything that you can, every fiber in your body to figure out or find ways and answers to anything and everything you have problems for. Yeah. Any problem that we have, whether it's my financial, health, spiritual, there's an answer for it. There has to yeah. be. Yeah. Because this life is too too complex for us to think that there's it's very, you know, cookie cutter. Yes. So for me... For me, I gotta always find answers to any problem that might come my way, my family's way, my mom, my dad. Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nutritionalist. As you can see, I'm very physical, so I, I, I'm a very, I know what to do with the body. You know, when yeah. it comes to working out. Um, any of my brothers and sisters, or my mom and my dad, have any problems? So my mom, I'm gonna be. My mom doesn't have a choice. She's gonna be mm. forced to get healthy. Mm. You know. Yeah. And that's because yeah. you know we have our own lives to live. But some of mm. us don't live it to the best that we can. And yeah. that's up to the people around them who love them, who want mm. to see best for them. See, that's when they come into play. That's when you mm. really know who's in your corner is when you're down in the dumps, whether it's mm. health, physical or spiritual, there's got to be people in your corner that's going to make sure and keep you accountable and say, you got to get your stuff together, yo. You got to yeah. get things going for yourself. Yep. And my mom, I can't say that's my mom because, you know, respects to the old, my, you know, yep. more condition. Yep. Yeah, I don't ever talk back to the moms, but at the same time, I gotta let mom know you ain't doing right, mom. So let yeah. let your boy take care of you. You know. Yeah, there's a lot so, of people still still counting on the parents, you know. So we gotta help them, and man, you know, especially it. as they get older. Yep, I'm gonna take yeah. care of my mom, man. I'm hoping this NFL, I get a crack in this NFL window, and hopefully get in there real quick. So let's, I can let's finish that. off with the NFL stuff, man. What? Yeah. Uh, oh, what's, what's going on? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got some friends and uh, old teammates. So, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this NFL, uh, the, one of the guys being highlighted right now, Shaquille Barrett. Um, he's my old teammate. He, he's setting the sack record right now for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's about to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm about to go. I got to watch him. Go. There we go. Fall there we go. 
Go Shaq Barrett. But yeah, man, uh, I, I got some connections uh, outside of him and uh, uh, that uh, I've been texting, trying to get agents in, in, in my corner. And mm-hmm. I got I got some, um, you know, I got some backing with me when it comes to football. But everyone that I, everyone that's seen me play football, they know how serious I am. They don't they know I'm not uh, any you know type of joke kind of guy. So when, when I set myself on something and I, I trust me, I did not think I was going to come back to football. I could have yeah. did comedy. I could have did gaming. I could have did singing. I'm a great singer, but mm. nah, nah, it's football for me. It's football, it's football for me. So I, I have the body. I have the time. I, I'm 30 right now. I got 10 years left in me. I just, the average career for an NFL player is four to five. So I'm just doing the numbers. I'm like, yo, Tom Brady's 43. James Harrison was pretty good. I want to do outside linebacker. He was pretty up there in his age. So even if I was to play till 38, that's four eight years and if yeah. i can get four years out of that that's an nfl career right there so yeah yeah i i, I got high hopes on my on my side i'm just hoping that i get the shot um when i'm and i'm prepared for the shot so that's why you know they say the opportunity comes to someone who's prepared and mm-hmm. man i'm prepared uh, i just got to switch up my schemes when it comes to some outside linebacker drills but i'm pretty good that's awesome, man. Well, we'll definitely be uh, we'll be uh, and praying yeah. and hoping and especially you, Honor Man. I hey. gotta, now I gotta check up on you with your lupus, bro. Let's, you let's you do open it, up man. that Pandora's box. I ain't letting you go, bro. <laughs> Seriously. So I gotta check nah, on you every, every every month or so, man. You gotta get me not even a podcast, bro. Just hit me up. I gotta shoot my yeah. number. See how you doing, yeah. brother. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely. I know. I know you gotta go. We got about three minutes left, and um, yeah. we'll definitely have to uh, jump on again. And you know, talk about just just life in general and whatever else comes up. But All yeah, right, man. man, it's it's I just really want to let you know I appreciate that you went on there, shared your story. Um, you know, I, when I started Instagram, it was sharing my story, and then I started to feel like my story was becoming my life now, and it was right. kind of becoming a little bit too much. And I would post something, and people are like, oh, "Are you okay? How you?" Feel? And I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm good. This is just what I went through in the past." Or yeah, I don't feel good today. So I just started posting a lot of fitness and family and faith and stuff like that. But I don't like to share my struggle that much, um, but it's a part of my life. And, and you know, the way you motivated me, the way you motivated me, the way you helped me out, I hope my story and my journey can do the same for others. So that's one thing I really appreciate from you, man. Man, no, it, it definitely motivated me even more. And uh, I, like I said, man, it's so it's, I get five uh, percent of that contract coming up. Right? <laughs> Here, if I get a contract, I don't care about the money. I just want to win a Super Bowl. I want to get to a. I want to play a game. I want to play a snap. I want to do, man. If someone gets me, I will, I don't even care about the money. Honestly, yeah. I just want to play the I, game. I believe you, man. I believe you. And I, you know, that's one thing that we're going to be really rooting for you, man. I'm a. I'm gonna post this on all my Lupus community stuff. And, Let's go. We'll, we'll definitely be backing you up, man. It, but I'll take you it. didn't ask for it. Time, yeah. like I said. If yes. I make it to NFL, when I, when I make it to the NFL, yeah, when you make the NFL, I will call you and let you know I, I made it, bro. I hey, got you, Honor. Lupus Strong Together. I'll I'll uh, send you a message from my Lupus community page, and we'll get you on there, man. Please, man, please. Yep. Thank you so much. And for everyone who's fighting Lupus, man, I just want to root for you guys, too. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys, man. Keep doing Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All hey, right, man. man. Have a good one, bro. Appreciate it. All right, you, too. Appreciate you. We'll keep in touch. All right, Honor. Talk to All you. All right. Later. All right, later.